Hello, and thank you for tuning in for another podcast episode. I'm so happy you're joining me again today. My name is Sarah Ray with Spiritually Inspired, a lifestyle brand on a mission to empower modern mystics like yourself to discover and embrace their own divine truth through crystal healing, mindfulness, and ascension. And this is episode 11, one that I've been looking forward to for a couple months now. It's all about Litha, the summer solstice, the longest day of the year, which if you're watching this on the day it comes out, it is actually tomorrow, June 20th. Usually it's anywhere between June 19th and June 21st, every single year for the Northern Hemisphere. And I wanted to get this out in time so you guys could know how to celebrate it. So I hope you enjoy. Everything that is mentioned in this episode will be linked in the show notes for your reference. And if you enjoy, please consider subscribing on however you happen to be listening in on this, whether that be YouTube or a podcast player or whatever else. I would really appreciate it and I would love to have you as a regular listener. So let's go ahead and get started so we can be done and we can go outside and play in the beautiful weather. The summer solstice has loads of spiritual meaning. It is a magical and fruitful time of prosperity. The midsummer solstice is the longest day of the year, filled with light and wonder. The flowers are in full bloom, the bees are buzzing, the animals are raising babies, and there is abundance everywhere you look. We all feel a strong sense of community and excitement during this time, an itch to get outside and enjoy the bounty of Mother Earth. It is so easy to be eternally grateful during the summer. This is just a happy time filled with love and prosperity. During these warm months, we are guided to embrace our extroverted side and spend as much time outside as possible. From here on out, the days will slowly start getting shorter, just a little bit every single day. And now is the time to enjoy the abundance of nature while it's here. The seeds we planted in the spring are literally coming to fruition, both the mental seeds of growth plus the seeds of crops and plants. Now is the time where we are able to reap what we sow on a physical and a spiritual level. In this episode, I'm going to share with you several easy ways to celebrate Litha, the summer solstice, plus a bit about the historical magic of the summer solstice. So let's just dive right into the many spiritual rituals or activities you can do on this day or right around this day. Normally we associate summer with big gatherings surrounded by our loved ones. Because we are unable to do that right now, if you happen to be listening in the spring of, or the summer, I should say, of 2020, we have to get creative. There's always video chatting. We can speak to each other over fences, like in Home Improvement. <laughs> I don't know if you even remember that, but they used to speak to each other over the fence. Or even social distancing block parties. You could all hang out in your own driveways and yell at each other across the way. We can still enjoy this time together safely. And when we can all reunite, we can all gather together in big groups again and enjoy it together that way too. But aside from gathering with friends and family to enjoy the sunshine together, there are lots of things we can do to celebrate the summer. If you want to learn even more about the magic of Litha, plus all the other Sabbaths on the Wheel of the Year, check out this wonderful book called The Wheel of the Year. I reference it all year long, and I just love the suggestions in it and the lore of it, and I will be sure to link that below. And that is in the affiliate link, so if you decide to purchase that book for a small price, I don't even think it's that expensive anymore on Amazon, a little bit of that will go to me as commission at no extra cost to you, and it's a great way to support my work, and I really appreciate it. And I know you'll enjoy it. I read this book every year, 
front to back multiple times and I wouldn't suggest if I didn't love it and find it useful. So let's just go right into the summer solstice ritual ideas. The very first one is probably one you're already doing, which is having bonfires. So one of the most traditional celebrations of summer includes enjoying a roaring bonfire. You could have one every single night or only on Midsummer's night. And a roaring fire helps us really embody the energy of the sun, which is what the summer solstice is all about. It helps us honor the light of summer as the days will start getting a bit shorter from here on out until the winter solstice when the light will recover again. You could even save a bit of the ashes from your bonfire to use in future spells and rituals. I have a cute little jar filled with wood and ash from a bonfire that blazed on the summer solstice of 2016, which was also a full moon. That happens only about once a century, so it is certainly a little magical trinket that I adore, or that my mother gave me, and I love it. It has a bunch of ash in it, and it also has bits of the wood that burned in that fire that night. Another thing you could do that's really easy and simple is just simply enjoy the sunshine, but just be safe about it. Get yourself out there in the sunshine for a little bit, but be protected. Enjoying the beautiful weather is the easiest way to celebrate Litha, even if we have to celebrate it apart from our friends and families this year. There are plenty of daylight hours on Litha, like 15 or almost 16 sometimes, so you spend at least one of them out in the sunshine. Be sure to open up all the blinds and the curtains in your home too and allow your space to fill up with all the warmth of golden light from the heavens. Another way you can celebrate Litha is playing with happy crystals. <laughs> Any crystal that is green or yellow would be excellent to keep with you during your Litha celebrations. Crystals like sunstone, citrine, yellow calcite, moss or tree agate, and even aventrine all make excellent choices. You can even let all your crystals charge up in the sun on this day. And if you wanted to learn how to do that, I have a video on YouTube and a blog post on my website all about charging crystals and cleansing crystals with the sun safely. So another fun way to honor the sun on the summer solstice is practicing sun salutations. Of course, you can do these at any time, and you probably should because they're just really good to get the energy moving in your body, but they're especially fun to do on the longest day of the year. If you're unfamiliar with what a sun salutation is, it is a sequence in yoga that anyone can do. It's a little difficult to explain in words, but you basically basically start in mountain pose and you reach up and then you go down to forward fold and then you go halfway up and then you crouch down into plank and then you go down into chaturanga and then towards upward facing dog or cobra and you go back to downward facing dog and then you go back up to a mountain and then you reach back up again. So um, I'm not going to demonstrate for you because that would not be pretty, but there is a wonderful link or excuse me, a wonderful YouTube video by the journey junkie who has a video of doing 108 sun salutations in one sitting. Uh, that is a lot. But it is really fun to do. It's a really fun challenge. But anywhere between 5 and 12 of them right in a row on the summer solstice would be a enough to reap all the benefits and get a fresh burst of energy. And if you can do them out in the sun, that would be like a double whammy. <laughs> Another fun way to celebrate Litha is enjoying a feast. Having a celebration of the abundant harvests. You can eat plenty of herbs, fruits, and vegetables. You can make delicious iced teas and sangrias with fresh herbs and picked fruits from your garden or your local farmer's market. You could also cook up some fresh summer breads, some desserts, um, some salads, a lot of cold meals, um, anything else that's really in season right now. You could experiment with fancy cocktails too if you'd like. Just enjoying a big feast 
or you know enjoying a lot of the fruits and vegetables that are coming able to harvest right now because this is such an abundant time of year for our crops. It also gives us an excuse to just eat, <laughs> which who doesn't love to do that, right? Another way you can celebrate Litha in the summer solstice is helping the honeybees. In your garden, you can plant perennial wildflowers that are local to your area, which are flowers that will come up every single year with without having to be replaced, unlike annual flowers, which are still good. They still help the bees and the butterflies, but you want to make sure that they are local natives to your area so you can assist the honeybees in pollinating those crops so you can enjoy an abundant feast. Bees are an ancient symbol of Litha, so please respect them during this time, and they will continue to provide for our ecosystem. As you probably already know, honeybees are very endangered here on Earth, and it's a species that humanity cannot afford to lose. If we don't have bees to pollinate our crops, we will exhaust our food supply in a matter of a few years. I think the last time I looked at the statistic, it said four years, and that was a couple years ago. So it might even be fewer than that right now. So if we don't have pollinators, we will not have food. That's not even an exaggeration. And I am leaving a link below to a place where you can learn more about how to help save the honeybees and how you can donate and what you can do as an individual gardener to help save the bees. And on the same note, please don't kill bees when they're in your house or in your way or anything like that. They're way too precious to our ecosystem. I know they might sting or whatever, but as long as you don't bother them, they're not going to bother you. So just help the honeybees as a way to honor the summer solstice as well as honoring Mother Nature herself. So kind of along those same lines, you can pick fragrant fresh flowers as a way to celebrate the summer solstice. You can bring the outside in with a beautiful flower bouquet. You can pick colors that you love and that make you happy. You can make it as simple or as elaborate as you'd like, but never ever harvest more than a third of what naturally grows outside. That goes for herbs, crops, flowers, any herb, anything like that. Be sure to thank Mother Earth for her botanical gifts. And remember, like I said, don't ever take more than a third. And even that, that's like the peak. For real, like we don't want to do all this work to help save the honeybees and the flowers and all this stuff and then just go and pick them all for ourselves. We can, we are more than welcome to enjoy the bounty of Mother Earth in this way, as long as we acknowledge the fact that we're not the only ones that want to enjoy it or need to enjoy it. So I kind of touched on this next one a little bit already, but another fun way to celebrate the solstice is connecting with friends, new and old. So this is an outgoing season that encourages us to bond with people. So get out there and make yourself some new friends, safely of course, in the light of this pandemic that we're going through. You could always check in with people that you already love as a way of celebrating the bounty of this season. You can see how they're doing, you can learn more about their dreams, you can listen to their concerns, you can build those bonds with each other. And assuming that at some point in time we're going to be over this pandemic, this is a really fun way to get out into your community and meet some new friends that you can support and love and bring into your life. And the same goes for them too. It's an abundant energy right now and we all feel really excited to be together. So one day we'll be able to be together again. One day we'll be able to hang out with people. And when we do, it will be amazing. <laughs> so another way to celebrate the summer solstice, don't laugh at me, but it's to hug an oak tree. Yes, go hug a tree. I am a proud hippie hugging trees, and I don't care who knows it. <laughs> oak trees in particular are very powerful symbols of fertility and life. Because the oak king is powerful now, you can hug a nearby oak tree to honor him. Does it seem silly? Maybe. <laughs> 
but this is a fun season filled with joy and playfulness. So why not embrace it? Literally, literally embrace it. You can learn more about the goddess, the Oak King, and the Holly King in the Wheel of the Year book that I mentioned earlier. It really is a beautiful story of a constant moving cycle of these three representations of the god and goddesses, gods and goddess. And I really think you would enjoy it because I know I enjoy reading it every single year. But right now the Oak King is said to be releasing his power over to the Holly King because now the days are going to start getting shorter and we're moving closer to the winter solstice which is where the Holly King reigns. And then after the winter solstice, the Holly King will hand over his power to the Oak King as the days start getting longer and longer. And the goddess herself is moving through her three stages, which are maiden, mother, and crone. So right now she's in the mother phase where she's literally pregnant with life. She's a pregnant mother earth getting ready to give birth to all the abundance that is nature. So... I'm not going to go into that right now. That's a whole podcast episode in itself. I could write a whole book about it. <laughs> but luckily I don't have to because this book already exists. So definitely check that out. So one of my favorite ways to celebrate Litha is watching the sunrise and or the sunset. Look up what time the sun will rise and set on Litha so you're well prepared well in advance. Usually it's very early in the morning, um, like before 5 a.m. And it won't set until probably close to 10 p.m. I mean, it's going to fluctuate depending on exactly where you are. Just look for it on your local weather apps. But you can watch either one or both. You can be up for all the light hours and you can also go to bed once the sun sets and it's really just a magical way to honor the energy of the sun. The veil is very thin on Midsummer's Night, the day before, especially at sunset, which makes it really easy for the Fae realm, which consists of fairies, pixies, gnomes, and the like, to pass from their realm to ours to share their blessings of joy and abundance of life with us. So kind of piggybacking off of that, another really great way to celebrate the summer solstice is making a fairy garden and leaving a fairy blessings or fairy offerings to the fae realm, not just for the fairies, but all the members of the fae realm that I already listed. The night before the solstice, you can leave a little offering for your fairy friends. They will rejoice and bring with them abundance and good luck into your life. If you leave it out in your garden, they'll bring it out into your garden and help your plants grow. Much like Fern Gully, if you remember that movie. <laughs> Uh, you could make an elaborate fairy garden, a little fairy house, or leave some simple treats like honey, milk, or nuts, or really anything shiny that they can play with. Make sure it's done before sunset. The fae will find it easily once they pass through the veil between worlds. Um, if you happen to follow me on Pinterest, I have a whole board dedicated to fairy gardens and I just love them. They're so cute. I'm not going to go into that right now because I can just talk for hours about how fun it is to make fairy gardens. But go online, look up some inspiration, make it from all natural items, and they will rejoice and bring you tons of good luck and abundance. So another good thing to do on the summer solstice is manifesting rituals. Uh, the manifesting energies right now are really powerful, especially during just all the summer months, but in particular on the summer solstice. The earth and the universe are quickly bringing new life and miracles. This is a great time to practice deliberate manifesting. So if you want to learn more about how to do that specifically, I have a blog post called Five Manifesting Misconceptions that will teach you more about how to do that. I also have a book coming out soon about manifesting, so you better stay tuned for that. And that's all you're going to hear about that for now, but it is going to come. <laughs> Another thing you can do is just refresh your altar, which uh, 
You could use bright colors like gold, purple, and yellow. You could also use green and red, all these things that are found abundantly in nature. Anything citrus or fragrant would work well too to bring into your altar so you can have a place to really honor the solstice inside your house. My last or two episodes ago was about creating a sacred space, so be sure to watch that so you can learn more about exactly how to do that for yourself. The Celtic goddess Danu represents earth, abundance, and fruitfulness. She's considered the mother goddess who has nurtured all other gods and goddesses. She gave birth to all life in the land and is strongly associated with flowing water. She brings her many children magic, transformation, abundance, wisdom, and inspiration. Litha is her time to shine. She ignites the inner fire, bringing us all closer to the divine in the most authentic way of life. She is the mother representation of the goddess, as I mentioned earlier. Litha is just a pure celebration of the sun. The sun is the life force of the earth and its power is at its strongest on this day. Not just because there are the most hours of daylight, but also for the bountiful harvest the sun is able to make possible for us. The sun's warmth gives us power to flourish. It also unites all the planets in our solar system. The sun's energy is so strong that we feel its warmth from millions upon millions of miles away. And Litha is a Sabbath where we recognize and honor the celestial body because without it, life would not exist on our planet. Humans, plants, and animals all need the sun to survive and thrive. We have been grateful on this day for its energy for thousands of years, and that's why it's so important to witches and ancient pagan cultures to partake in fun activities that honor the life-breaking star. And if you even do one of these things that I mentioned today, you'll be honoring the life-bringing star in your own way. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you learned something new in this episode. If you'd like to learn more about Litha, I highly rec again recommend that Wheel of Life book as well as the blog post that I wrote to accompany this podcast episode. For even more spiritual awesomeness beyond the summer solstice, head over to spirituallyinspired.co to explore my entire library of uh, blog posts, videos, podcast episodes, guided meditations, book recommendations, and so much more. <laughs> Please don't forget to like, subscribe, and all the things if you enjoyed and share with someone else who might enjoy it as well. I wish you a very happy summer solstice and be sure to stay tuned so you don't miss another single episode in the future. Thank you for listening again and I'll see you in the next one. Blessed be!